Spanish version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yes. Tonight. Yes, I can, and it hurts. In three different places. Camera is, that camera is not a movie camera. It's, it's a shooty camera. It's just a shooty. Booty. A shooty booty. and a booty. And that's how kids happen. Oh, okay. Right? Shooty and I think booty? moving forward, we should all three sit on the same couch. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that one. Is that camera on? Are yeah. you fucking with me? I just checked twice. Ooh. There's no light. Ever. There's never been a light. Can you put your that chest was into weak. it? That was fucking weak. Patrick, this is Brad, that's Evan, and today our topic is parenting. Parenting, something Brad knows a lot about. Oh, so much. I'm well versed. All right, well, you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, you did. What do I want to no, yeah, contribute? You, no, no. You wanted to talk about it, so you get to open but it. But wait, oh. we have a surprise. We have your parents. Come on in. No, <laughs> Come on in, mom and dad. Yeah. Well, mom, dad. <laughs> Other mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my, my what, made, what, made you, what made you want to pick this as a topic to discuss in the podcast? Talk about it. Um, because it's a topic that I am not familiar with because I'm not a parent. But uh, at the same time, it's intriguing to me because I don't know. I can't perceive that connection between a child and a person. Like, I never really had that definite connection with any of my family because it, it was just, you know, mom wasn't, mom was around, but she wasn't really a good parent. Dad really wasn't around. My grandparents were very, they raised me and they were very transparent yeah. About uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about not they being were, my actual parents, they were about being my grandparents. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dad jokes for days. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So and being around you guys and your different situations, um, like when I first met P and I'd come over to his house and. I'd be like, oh man, kids. I don't want to go there anymore. Fucking yeah. kids, That's and and yeah. you know. Over a very short period of time, I've come to really admire your your parenting skills. I think you've done really well. Your kids are really awesome. Uh, you give them the perfect amount of Xanax to keep them. Yeah, at bay yeah. The, the melatonin at night really puts them down. In the middle and of the that's day, perfect. Um, Evening Nyquil, morning <laughs> Nyquil. Uh, but but yeah, um, and they seem to be relatively re respectful for their age. Um, to everybody but me, and mm -hmm. uh, and then I've you know I've met your kids once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the dynamics different, but you, I can still see the connection, the that that inherent love that your kids have for you as a parent. Well, I think and, that speaks uh, volumes to the parent that he is, because to be honest. When we linked up, he was a very young parent when we first met each other many moons yeah. ago. And 
I truly, every time someone compliments me and says I'm a good parent, I always, in my mind, give a little, like, fucking, like, a little fucking telepathic dap to Evan because I based, when I became a parent, I based my parenting on him and the way he parented. Now it's evolved to something much, much better. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. <laughs> but no, 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 all jokes aside, all jokes aside, that love that you see his kids have for him is because of the unconditional love he's shown them their entire existence. I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, it's, a, it's weird to hear that. Um, the topic is a, well, it's a phenomenal topic because it's something I could talk about you know, for eons. Because you have lots of kids and lots of babies. So many of them. <laughs> and then the ones that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, you know... And, it, and you weren't in the military? It, <laughs> it was an odd thing to be 20 years old and to be like, okay, well, you're now going to be in charge of this little human being. And um, I... Uh, not, not to get you off, but just to kind of set the... Set the timeline. Your first child, 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your first child? 26. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Gio was my youngest, my oldest son, Gio. He was born. His mom got pregnant with him when I was 20, and then he was born when I was 21. How did it happen? The pregnant, like what position? The beautiful, beautiful candles. (laughs) Missionary. Um, right. Ludicrous in the background. Mm. Which song? Uh, oh. What's your fantasy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was playing right. uh, on repeat. Of course. Um, not for the session. It was really just to get the mood started. And then it was like the first 30 seconds. She sounds like a classy broad. Yeah, it was great. Um, and not ready to, to... Just not ready for life. And right. um, For yourself. Still, still, yeah. still kind of figuring out yourself. And it's a... It's a it it for me and you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would say the same thing it was just the thing that i needed like it was the responsibility it was the awakening that i needed at that time but what most people probably won't admit to is is that unfortunately we become accustomed to anything like i needed the wake up call to be responsible for this person but then you get used to it and then that kind of dissipates and then Within the you know two three years, I made a lot of bad decisions. I did a lot of stupid shit. I didn't take the responsibility that I needed to take. I got into some trouble, and his mom was like, "Look, if you don't do better, and I owe his mom this so much." She was like, "If you don't do better, you're not gonna see him anymore." And not in a way of like, "I'm holding this over your head." None of that. It was just like, "Do right, be a dad, or don't." And like that scared the hell out of me. But it has been this continuous learning of like not just how to be a parent but how to be just a better human being because most of the stuff that I do at least it's not intentional like I'm not thinking like this is the thing that I'm going to be as a dad it's just this is the example that I need to set and then my youngest being born you know when I was 28 I never thought I was going to have another kid and then he was born and it's a totally different experience like profoundly different experience but i think again what you were saying to set the stage you know we do um we do a show at your house p and you have a a beautiful family you have a wonderful a a wonderful dynamic of kids that are genuinely loving engaged thoughtful terrible little tyrants Mm -hmm. but they are 
amazing little people. Mm-hmm. And um, I would kind of like to understand a little bit better about your, like, that experience. Because I've had it twice where, like, the first one, I was young, didn't know what was going on. I was older when my second was born, but a little bit more at least um, mature and experienced. Still a lot of stupid things that I was doing, but it was a different experience at that time because it was such a large difference. But you, I mean, your kids are a little bit closer in age. Well, what has that been like for you? I'm sorry, you're talking to me. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> My name's Evan. This I, is Brad. I zoned out. Um, no, um, I don't know. It was cool. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was cool. No, it was all right. Uh, well, it's interesting because we, my wife, we've been on, I mean, life's a fucking adventure, but a journey just with bringing children into this world. We have four. The first one we had at a hospital, the local hospital, and she got an epidural that time, very close to not needing it. Like She was like, the baby was ready to come, and she just gave in, folded, and got an epidural, and then she ended up taking painkillers after, and she didn't feel like herself like the first couple days of being a mother. So she said to me, it's still in the hospital before we went home, like, and that was the other thing, like, we couldn't go home, like, we had to stay there. We were like, she's better, the baby's ready, like, we want to go home now. And they kept us for a couple of days. And she like, she was in that haze from like the perk, like Percocet, whatever the painkiller was after mm. the, you know, the epidural and the birth. And so she said, I don't ever want to do that any of that again. She's like, I want to have more kids, but I want to do it all natural, as natural as we possibly can. So the second time we went back to the same hospital, uh, when we pulled up, it, she was, I, he was already coming. Like, and my dumb ass, instead of pulling up in the front and being like, oh, we got emergency, I parked like in the furthest <laughs> you, gotta walk, you gotta walk it out. She walked. Yeah, I'll never live that down. And so again, like they, even like they rush us up to the. the it's like the head's already out. And she's just walking through the yeah, door. That's what it was. Like, and so they put us up in a room, and where babies are born, and she and like they just put us in there, and like it's obvious the baby it sounds like baby. babies were born in the parking lot at all. Well, <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, excuse me, everybody. I'm I'm all polite. I'm like, oh. I think my There's wife, a baby. Yeah, I think my wife needs you. I'm like, okay, we'll be in the middle. And then, like, and her her best friend was like her doula, like help with with the baby. She she was her doula, and she helped bring like she was there for Emily during the the labor. And she was like, you need to go tell them that she feels like she's about to shit. And I was like, I don't know anything about this. They're like little experts that have read up on us. I'm like, all right. So I walk up. I was like, excuse me, um, my wife's name about to have a baby, so she feels like she needs to poop. And all of a sudden, all these fucking old ladies, young ladies, nurses, all these nurses are like, I could see the energy. I could feel it in the fuck. Like someone switched, the energy changes. And they're like, four of them are in the room. They're calling the doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> I, was like I didn't know that was the magic word. Like, <laughs> Ooh, that's like this one. I got a poop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody even cares. <laughs> Look at all these people coming to white butts. <laughs> so we go through that one. And uh, yeah, it is, I can elaborate on that. But we go through that one. And the next one, we were like, well, no, I should elaborate. So what happened, so when he was born, the second one, he like didn't cry at first and it was very awkward. They called an EMS guy in the room and he came in like he's watching the doctor all quietly. Like if he's nervous and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Is everything all right? And like, he keeps looking at me and not answering and looking at me like in a panic, like a visual panic. Yeah. And so I'm fucking freaking out, but I, I know my wife needs me to be strong and da, 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 I'm not so, and then all of a sudden he starts crying and the dude hits me in the back and like, that's what we're waiting to hear. That's what we need to hear. And I'm like, ooh, all right, dude. Like, what the fuck just happened? So then she did, she did that all natural, no epidural, 
know anything. And she and she was got to meet mom that night, remembered everything, loved everything about it. Then the next time we went to a birthing center, which is like a place just where babies are born, not a hospital. It's just strictly they deliver babies. And that was an interesting experience because the owner of the place, the woman that delivered my daughter, was I have three boys and one daughter. The daughter's the third. She, that very night, right before getting the call from us and Emily was in labor, got a call that her mom had just passed away. Oh, no. Shit. That night. So it was a very surreal At the birthing center? Yeah. It was a very surreal. Like, she, like she was trying to get her other girls to come in. <clears throat> no one could come in. Excuse me. So she, she's there, like, like, you could tell. She wasn't all the way there. Yeah. Her mom died. <clears throat> yeah. But I guess her mom had been sick. So it wasn't like a... a you told her, like, fuck you, you're going to be there. I knew my baby No, 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 she didn't even... Be there, was there. No, there was never an excuse. There was none of the, She just showed up, and you could tell it was a woman that looked halfway broken. Distressed, yeah. Yeah. And so... So you guys were excited and energized about that. It was, was an good. awkward experience, and, the, boy, and my, the two older brothers were there in, in the room across the... Like, they had, like, two different birthing rooms. The other room was empty, so they just hung out in there while Emily delivered, and it was just, like... like I remember her talking about death and life. Like, she's like, I'd rather be here. I'm bringing life into the world. It's my mom wanted. And it was just... And Emily loved that experience, <clears throat> but she's a fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So, the fourth baby we had at our house, not this house, the prior house, and the prior home we owned. In the house. In the house, in a pool. Well, in the house. It was supposed to be in the pool, but the way it turned out, it ended up being born right on the other side of the pool because by the time it was time to push, she was outside the pool. It was wild. <coughs> but that was awesome. In the last three births, she did all natural. Um, for the final one, the fourth one, all the three older siblings were literally, we were all around her while she delivered. That's so gross. They, yeah. It was, it was an experience. But I forgot it happened until I forget who it was. I think it was Keen when we were fishing and said something about, I was there when my mom gave birth. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. That's is a, that a cultural thing for that's you guys? A, I guess. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't have Again, no. it comes, my wife's a psychopath, but also a badass. So yeah, so three natural births and I don't know, you learn a lot about life and it's fucking just the way of things, dude. No, no, uh, no need for C-sections or nope, anything nope. like that? You guys aren't in that house anymore. Nope. That's the old house. So, like, if someone, like, kills themselves in a house, you have to report it when you sell it? Do you have to do that when mm-hmm. you guys decide to push a baby mm-hmm. out in it? Nope. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. So you don't, don't have know. to explain the placenta laying out by the pool? And the... I, I hit it. Did you guys eat it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, just, it's in the freezer now. It probably, it probably is part of it. If she like took pills afterward because I think it helps. Like she powdered it up and put it in pills. So I think it helps you heal. Cocaine? Eating your own placenta. 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 Yeah. I just fucking. There's a lot of really. there's a lot of nutrients from but Jackson, what I read. Jackson like literally dissected not dissected. That's not the right word. But was like looking at it with the lady that delivered. Yeah, it was wild, and he was like all into it. Maybe they'll be like. Doctors or something. OBGYN. We're scarred for life. I mean, one of the two are possible. <laughs> or both. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, and like, and just going back to that first birth, I will never forget the moment, and it sounds so fucking cliche, but I will never forget the moment they put my, well, all of them, but my firstborn son in my hands mm. and was like, are you, are you ready to, to hold him, daddy? I, <laughs> and, and I like, it was like, it was, I, that's like one of those moments. Like when you hit the deer recently in my van where everything was slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ooh. That deer hit us. It, well, yeah. They, yeah. We, you were there. We, they collided. But, yeah, Plymouth Rock landed on yeah. yeah, yeah, But, but the, it was like a moment. It was, 
it's like out of a, it's, it's so cliche, it sounds like a movie, but it was like, and I was like, all right. I just, I didn't know exactly what I had to do then, but I knew I had to change my ways and do as right as I possibly could from that moment on because, again, sounding cliche, but I knew that it wasn't about me anymore. It was about this little motherfucker and the love you feel like there is no, it, there's no word. It's, it's a fucking weird thing. I mean, I don't know if, you, I'm sure you experienced that, any parent, but it's like, holy fuck, man. And at 26, it's older than 20, but I still was like... You're still a kid, man. Yeah, I'm still... And then me, I was immature and, and still fucking up and making so many poor decisions. And it was like, I, I just knew... And it, I didn't, it wasn't like that... It wasn't something that happened overnight where I was like, all right, I got my shit together. But I knew in that moment, I always go back to that, I was like, I really fucking changed that day. Or something fucking kicked me into a gear that I didn't know I had that to make me a better man. I mean, I, I'm really fortunate. My... Uh... My my father left when I was young, but my uncle stepped in to be like my father for the majority of my teenage years, and then you know when I was uh, when so you could be closer to your mom. Correct, <laughs> and uh, and so I had the opportunity to hear a lot from my uncle. My uncle's a very insightful person, and I'll, I'll never forget he was I I was working with him when I got the phone call that. Uh, that Gio's mom was pregnant. And my uncle is, he is a very jovial person. He makes fun of just like everything. And so, I mean, I remember getting the phone call and it was like, like the, like, like in the nineties when you turn the TV off and like the thing goes, whoop, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there's a little line. Yeah. That's kind of what happened when I heard, cause I'm like working for a cleaning company, making like no money. Is that line, does that mean... Like death, I'm dying. Oh, oh. Everything's yeah. done. Like Everything's done. Yeah. Pregnant? It's no. just no more functioning penis. Yeah. And I go and tell him, and he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and he goes, because he had been joking with me about being careful because I was going to end up getting a girl pregnant. Ta-da! <laughs> and uh, told you. But you know he is a very insightful person. So after we did this whole thing, he um. I can. I was working with him at the time, and so you know, throughout the process of her being pregnant, he's talking to me, and I remember he asked me one day. He said, "Do you love your son before he was born?" And like, I it was such a weird question to be asked. I intellectually, I was like, "Well, yeah," mm. but then like I was thinking about it, and it really like it really fucked me up. And he was like, I, "He's like, I want you to think about something, and always think about this." He said, "You don't have any understanding." of what that little human being is yet. Mm. And when that, when it happens, when you see him, everything about your understanding of love will change. Everything, yeah. He's like, but his mom does love him. She's ahead of you. She'll always be ahead of you. His mom and him have a relationship that you're never going to be able to, to reach. <laughs> what a fucked up thing to say. And, but so, it was... Just fucking both. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was a very inspirational thing that I have this daily accrual of loving him more every day because the way that he was giving it to me, right, was <laughs> like the, it's the days, it's the moments that you have with this person, mm -hmm. it's the memories that you're building. And so... It, it, it was from the day that I saw him, and I, and I do remember that slow motion mm. moment when he was born. And it was funny because originally 
his name was a totally different name. His mother and I had talked about his name for the whole time that she was pregnant. We were, this is the name, this is the name. And it was like the, the nurse brought him back to us, handed him to me, and I'm holding him and looking at her. And it, we, I don't even remember fully how we agreed on the new name, but it wasn't anything like... What you started with. The, yeah, this, this original name. And, and it was just this moment of just pure existing in that little space, mm-hmm. that being present mm-hmm. for him. And there's nothing more beautiful, but I do feel that every day is an opportunity for me to cultivate more of my love for my son. It just continues to grow. I would agree with that. It's, it's kind of crazy how it happens because even after I just said that about the day they put Jackson in my arms, I, I, I just talked to him. He's at camp right now in a different state, and I just talked to him, and, it's, and I could hear him smiling, and like, I love him more today than I've ever loved him since fucking Yeah. Ever. And I've loved him more than anything the entire fucking time. That goes yeah. for all four of them. I love them. So fucking much. It doesn't even make sense to me. But I also want to murder them, like, often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I often say that I owe my children. Like, my, my youngest son woke me up. Like, he, he woke me up to what life is about. I didn't understand love or family or the relationship, the value of a relationship until I met him. And then my youngest son reminded me of how important that was like those have been the two big events in my life and and again unfortunately as humans as we get away from these experiences conversations like this are extremely valuable because as we get away from the experience and we're not thinking about it and we're not having dialogue about it it's not that they become less important they just become less relevant because you're not thinking about them and putting the energy into them but i really do feel that for both of my children and when i see them I'm constantly reminded of that. Right. Um, and, you know, for me, individually, with all of my own issues and, and you know, just my own, my own way of thinking, it is my children that realign me, that refocus me, that recenter me, that give me that purpose, that ground me. Um, and I, I couldn't imagine my existence without them. Of course, it's impossible to because that doesn't exist. I've only had them. But yeah, it's a it's a wonderful thing that I'm also always worried that I'm gonna drop, that I'm gonna fuck right. up. But even that keeps you honest. Yeah. Like it, it keeps it keeps. So that that opens up two questions in my mind, which are two different paths. But uh, one being, <clears throat> and, and both of you have totally different uh, ways of approaching relationships with other people, but. Like, do you think that level of love exists for someone that is not your child? Your child. I yes. love Ali. I love Emily like that. I mean, I've always loved. Did my you parents. Did you realize it? I think to that magnitude before nah, kids. Maybe not. Honestly, maybe not. But this day right now, as we sit here, I fucking know that shit. So I will say. And I love my parents and my sister, but I've always loved them. I think it is a... I, I think that love is a bit nebulous. Um, I think that the emotional you, you tie... You to look up nebulous. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the emotional tie that I have with my children is 
unique to them in the way that we've developed it, but they've taught me that that love is possible with others and that it's important for others because it is a selfish, for me, and I think that all persons, love is selfish because it gives you purpose. Mm. It gives you a thing to feel like you're accomplishing, that you're working towards. And so that selfishness actually provokes me to become selfless for others. I can give that same love to a stranger in an odd way. If I am in a situation where, for example, when I met you, the reason that I was able to become friends with you quickly and be like have care for you and be concerned about you and your just your well-being is because I love P. Because the relationship that we've developed, that happened because I knew what love was with my son and that that was an okay thing and it wasn't dangerous and it was it was the right thing. That's why I was able to build it in a friendship. Mm. And then that friendship then transferred to you. So yes, it, it isn't, it is, it's never going to be the same from one person to the other. I love mm. my children in different ways for different reasons because they gave me time. They, they, they introduced me to me love at different times, but it is still love. And so I think it's transferable amongst any persons. It doesn't have to be a blood relative. It doesn't have to be a child because love is selfish. It's the selfish desire to ensure that I'm in my best place to be able to help you be in your best place. Do you, That's, think, do you think love is gay? Yes. And you think for the two of you. Gay is love. Yep. Okay. Glove. Right. Yeah, man. Yep. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go down that road with you, Pete. Not with Sorry. Is it a race thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I usually forget you know, that I'm not like you guys. <laughs> and then you guys always bring it up. You know, like, I don't understand why you guys do that. I haven't said oh. anything about it in like... 10 minutes? I mean, we started about 25 minutes ago, so, so <laughs> right before the podcast. Yeah. So, but no one would have known on this episode if no. you uh, So, so um, kind of kind of veering down a different track. Uh, you want to adopt some kids? <laughs> No. Because you can have all of ours. Yeah. We don't. I've all but adopted your kids. Yeah. So, and uh, no, but so, and this is probably where the the topic gets kind of controversial. How do you deal with reprimand or discipline amongst something that you have so much love for? Not well. well. Well, my kids are white, so if I put my hands on them, I'm going to jail. Yeah, okay. and my kids just live a lawless existence because we love them. <laughs> a lawless existence. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, that's, that is taking out the societal norms at where we're at. It is very much impacted, I think, from, for me, at least my childhood. And I, fortunately, because of not having my father in my life, I wasn't subject to like violence and that kind of stuff after he left. Right. And so that wasn't something that I immediately would jump to, but I had enough of it in my memory that that wasn't good. <laughs> like that was right. the thing not to do. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a, one thing that my dad did teach me and that he was really good about was like, we're going to sit down and I'm going to inform you about why you fucked up. Like when he was there, he would whoop my ass and then he would sit down with me for an hour and tell me about how all these things have these effects and all right. that. And so I just think communication is fucking incredibly important. Like 
anything that I do to my children physically, the world will do to them a billion times worse if I don't give them the tools to get them prepped for that. And so I believe that in the moments of great chaos and in the moments of destruction and damage is the perfect time to get a person to rebuild in a new foundation. And so when a kid does something bad, in the same way that when I do something stupid or bad, if I have someone around me that loves me, my hope is is that they will get me to a place of consolation to be able to hear what they have to tell me, to be able to build out of that, to build something new out of that. Now that isn't always functional because there's granular things that don't matter that much we're not talking about extreme chaos right but I don't, I don't ever feel the need to put my hands on my kids and i also know that if i ever did that i would put myself in a position where i felt like did i do that out of anger and that scares me yeah. if you put your hands on a kid because you're angry you're far beyond discipline and that that's a for me a place that i don't i don't want to play with right um i think that I don't, I would never hit my kids. Oh no, I would beat the shit out of my kids. <laughs> I just, I just no, um, <laughs> um, my kids, it, it's the way I was raised. Sorry, I was fucking dog. Yeah, it's nice. No, I hate it. The way I was raised, there was a lot of yelling, not a lot of information about like, this is what you did wrong, this is why. It was more of like my way, the highway. Which, my life would have been easier if I did shit my dad's way. But um, a lot of yelling, you know, spankings, like, not abuse at all. But, like, they fucking hit me hard. And, like, there were belts and shoes and wooden spoons and all that shit. And I just, with all the trouble I got into, bad decisions I made, I was like, well, I know that didn't work. Right, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't know much, but I know that way. Those cars didn't play out well. Yeah, so I have never hit my kids. I think I still yell too much. I try really hard to be conscious not to yell. Chastise yourself every time they yeah, screw Yeah, Nice. No, but they push buttons to a level that, like, it's absurd. But they're, I'm very fortunate because they're very intelligent. And they're, you know, I've told literally, when my kids came out of my wife, I was whispering all their ears, question everything. Question everything. They and do. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a good thing. But I also didn't realize the reality that would set in with them. Like, literally, I'm like, go to your room. Like, why? Like, well, because you just said, go fuck yourself to me. And you can't talk to me that. You're eight years old, so go to your room. And so there's a lot of defiance, but, but that's only here under this roof. Like, they're te- they test their boundaries and they're finding themselves here. And it's a lot for, I think, me and their mother. But on the outside world, my kids know how to act like. Like, even full disclosure, like, in this house, we, we let them curse. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not going to... The world is such a scary place and there's so many bad things for me to, to reprimand you or to be upset with you because of using language. Like, fuck that. Like, speak how you want to speak. Don't sound like an idiot. You know, I, I want them to be well-read and, and I want them to be thinkers. But if you want to use colorful language, that's not, I'm not drawing, that's not the hill I'm going to die on as a parent. I think that's kind of ridiculous. But to each their own in that sense, too, when it comes to parenting. Some households are different. But when they go outside the house, they know without a doubt. I mean, even in my interaction with your kids and they've gotten more and more comfortable with me they sure have. and they still they they're still very respectful yeah they still don't use that language and in, who knew maybe that's just nature like maybe me and their mother have nothing to do with that but i believe that just i think it's because i've never hit anything from them i've never come down hard on them but like like evan said if they fuck up we're gonna talk about it yeah. and i'm gonna talk to you like i would talk to you as as a 
as a close as a brother, I would say, yo, bro, you're fucking up here, man. This, this is the reasons why. This is what you need to do. Yeah. You know, I would come to you. I would speak to my kids exactly how I would talk to anybody I love. Even though they're little people, I'm trying to mold them to, to know how to navigate on this fucking rock and to hopefully be successful and just to be kind, thoughtful, good people. I feel like that's my mission in life is to right. do that. I, 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 I heard something recently that was that was that resonated with me a lot and it was are you are you raising your children to protect them from the world or are you raising your children to prepare them for the world yeah that's real shit and it's it is a balance right because i am very affectionate and i'm a very like i i just i love my children so much and i want to protect them so much that's exactly right. Yeah. And I want to be able to hit my monthly goal. So please like and subscribe. But if they can't, if they can't um, protect themselves... Easy E. Brown Hall. If, Continue. If, they can't, if you don't give them the tools and the mind to protect themselves, then you're really doing them a disservice because we can only protect... Like I, Even my wife, I want to protect, I protect her with my life. But ultimately, the older I get and the wiser I get, it's like, Yo, you need to be able to protect yourself. Like, yeah. I want to protect you. But... If there was like, but the reality of it is that you need, I can't be there all the time. Be. I can't physically be there but all the time. But you can, you can mentally, physically, whatever it takes, prepare for whatever comes at you. And yeah. so, and so, like, you, I want to protect my kids, but I protect them by, I again, I don't hide anything, and I don't think right. you do from your kids. And it's either. not you just physically. Them. Physically, it, it is also very much so, especially in today's society. It is very much a mental game like where your society pushes paints this picture of what you need to be what you have to yeah. be and yeah yeah with, just with my two kids i see such a difference i gotta go sell the dog you keep talking daddy oh. <laughs> Dude, oh wow big daddy p does he know he's on camera he's gonna lay down or i'm gonna take him back upstairs i'm gonna pause it again lay down lay down <laughs> Oh, lay down, this is dude. great content for the blooper reel. There we go. He's right. not laying, though. <laughs> He's coming over to me now. Yeah. Yeah, big boy. Now, have kids, not pets. Go get someone <laughs> pregnant, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Ew. I could take him outside. Mm. <laughs> we take him. Why would you let it do that to you? All right, lay down. You know what he does to pee at night? Yeah. yeah. That's why I let him do it. I'm trying to get a little aftertaste. A little aftertaste from last night? <laughs> What's up, big boy? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm so disappointed. I don't know about everything at this point. He's really enjoying himself. Yes, he Red's is. Red's all on his butt. <laughs> the pink, the lipstick's coming out. It's all good. Right, right on camera. All right. You want me to take it back upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fine. This is no, great. No, but no, no, for real, leave him. He's fine. He's fine. He's, fine. he's good. He's All right. Good. So, oh, look at him. You were saying something about your kids. Um, <laughs> weak sauce. This is what's important now. This is yeah. Uh, this look, is, this is what I have for kids. That's true. In my house. What do you have? I have two dogs because I'm afraid to have actual children. What kind of dogs? I have a German Shepherd and a real dog and a, and a rescue mutt. 
On a rusty mud. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. You have real animals. Yeah. And you have them, like, it's a, it's a big house. You guys have uh, them running around. No, big animals no, in a big house. They're in a tiny house with me. They're yeah. in a what? Yeah. Super tiny house. A super tiny house. Yeah. Is, are you being, like, is that like a euphemism? Are oh, you... no. It is 400 square feet of tiny house. Your, is that your bedroom, the master bedroom? No, that's everything. That's the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedroom, the, yeah. Everything. So you live in jail. You live in a, a, you live in a jail cell. Uh, Do you shit I think that right would be by an, the bed? I think that would be an upgrade. Actually. We'll leave his address in the, like, below yes. the video. They can just stop by. Or they could we do, do a street view. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Perfect. And you got yeah. two animals. Two dogs. Three. And he has two animals. My old lady three. and me. You have three? Well, old lady. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where do they sleep? The, well, the dogs? Mm -hmm. On the bed. The old lady on the floor. Yeah. Pretty much. Where do you sleep? On the bed. You sleep in bed with dogs? I sleep in the bed with one dog uh, who refuses to sleep anywhere else. And the other dog sleeps on a dog bed in the... In the house. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That was a very judgy. Mm. The dog refuses. I have so many. Oh yeah. The, it, all the questions and statements that I have, although very funny, uh, we'll just <laughs> just get us demonetized. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> all right, so back to being parents. A of, dog parent. No. No? Just, no. 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 I mean, like, I don't know. For me, the the way I grew up, I had. Uh, I guess I kind of grew a fear of having my own kids because I didn't want them to be subject to uh, what I was. And I knew that it had affected me negatively. And like, I have some serious anger outbursts. I don't want that to be, Do you I don't want to push that onto a kid. I, you know, I've not experienced childbirth, so I don't know that, you know, oh, there's this, crazy amount of unconditional love that light switch happens when you hold your child in your arms. And, and I'm not saying that happens for everybody because I don't believe that. No, 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 definitely, and, definitely not. And you guys are very fortunate that is... No doubt. Agreed. Well said. Or maybe very not. Fortunate. Maybe if I just didn't give a fuck, I could be out in Costa Rica searching <laughs> my hand. Fuck them. Ooh, right. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what we're doing fine, next week. Right? Yeah, I know. That's my plan. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, I think I developed a fear of, of the kind of parent that I would be. And that kind of led me down a path to, um, to rejecting the idea of having children. And now I'm at a point in my life that I'm also... Old. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't function anymore. <laughs> Just can't, <laughs> get, it can't get it up. That's fine. Can't get it up. Yeah. Shooting um, blanks, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, sterile. Do, but, you, uh, do you find yourself when you see your kids... My kids? No, you. When you see your kids, do you see yourself in your children? Like, in watching them in situations, for example. Like, when I watched Jackson play the oldest travel soccer for some year, and I was, I was never the most skilled soccer player. I was always very, very aggressive and, like, play the chip on my shoulder. Like, travel soccer is a whole different beast. And, like, so parents are all into it. And, like, so I would see parents yelling at him. And I used to be like, if a parent says something to me, I look at the parent and I smile. Or I get them all amped up or I tackle their fucking son a little harder. And literally, I've never mentioned Wait, wait, wait. As an adult, that's what you're doing to the other parents? <laughs> no, no, no. As a kid when I was in the game, I wanted to. But We're all without, standing behind him with fucking <laughs> guns. <laughs> no, no, but, like, 
say something. <laughs> but without, we never talked about the way I played soccer, any of that at all. And this season, like instinctually, it was like watching. It made me nervous because I got kicked out so many games and my poor mom, I remember I could see her face so many times being mortified as I'm arguing or yelling. Like I'm a player, like 12 years old, fighting with parents on other teams, screaming at them or flicking them off or being ridiculous or punching kids on the field. And I saw Jackson, although he didn't do anything dirty, he got a couple yellow cards. He's the only one on the team all season that got him. But he, he, it was just watching. I was like, that's inherently me. There's definitely part of me in him and in his, like, his aneurysms, everything. It was fucking weird. It, it was almost like an outer body experience. Multiple games. And I'm like, it's, and it's just, that, that's, it, and it's not all good. Like, but I was talking about anger. I'm like, yeah, because I was angry and I see it in Jackson. And I think he's way better adjusted than, than I was at his age, but it's still there. Well, I think, so, I mean, I think another point of clarity, you know, is you are, you're married, all four of your children live with you. You're, you know, you are engaged in your kid's life every day. Mm. And I, man, I, I respect you and admire you for that in such incredible ways. I, that's not my situation. My oldest son has spent only part of his life, a very small part of his life. He is, um... You know, he has been with me on weekends every other weekend since he was three. Um, he's now about to be 14. Now he comes down for summers and these sorts of things. My youngest is with me a little bit more. But, you know, I'm very fortunate. Their mothers are wonderful mothers. They're in great care. I couldn't have been luckier to have had children with the persons that I had children with. People. Um, and, you know, I... You know, nature, nurture, it, there are certain things that I see about from myself and my children. But in all honesty, and, and it sounds cliche, my kids are so much better than I could ever be. Like, my kids are light years beyond anything that I... They are what I aspire to be. Mm. My, like, my oldest, he is into sports. I never did sports. I was doing all the things that weren't sports when I was his age. And, you know, he's not necessarily into school, but he's, you know, he does it because he knows it's functional. And I see little glimpses um, of, like, certain little things every now and then, but they have become unabashedly themselves. And to, up to today's date, I don't see any of my negative shit on my kids. And, you know, maybe I'm blind to some of it. Maybe I don't want to see it. Um, I don't know, again, how much of that is because of time spent or mm. whatever is passed D through DNA. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, man, th th those fucking kids, they inspire the shit out of me. Like, they are just these little creatures that I just am so honored to be able to say that I'm their father, to be honest. It's a wild experience. It is. It's a trip. It is. I think you guys both do... A phenomenal job. I've been around both your kids for not a huge amount of time, but enough to get to know them. And they're very respectful, very well behaved for, I mean, I've been around a lot of kids. I help local gym with uh, occasionally with uh, mm -hmm. some classes and mm -hmm. I'm, I get put in the ring with a whole lot of kids. <laughs> and and your your kids really do stand out as Thank you. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Positive yeah. impact on society. So, is it, I, I think 
apparent, like you said, you both said, not everybody has that experience I talked about when the kids are placed in my arms where it's like, it's yeah. like, like time stops for a moment. And I think, and maybe I'm, this is just me being fucking psychopath or crazy or overthinking shit, but I think in order to be a great parent, you need that moment. Like, I think in that moment, you'll know whether or not, because it's, there's... You think if you don't have that moment, it's lost? Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if that's it. And, and maybe it's just because it's speaking to my experience, but, like, I think in that moment, like, because to be a... I aspire more than I've ever wanted anything to be a great parent, a great father. And I think if I didn't start in that moment, it would have never been good enough. And I know, I, I know, at least for myself, that I started in that moment because, again, I was like, I, shit's got to be different. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get to where I need to be, or at least, but, like, shit has got... I gotta run this this shit different now, and I will always go back to that moment, and, and I remember it so vividly, and I think that it, it, I think, I think you could know in that moment if you're gonna be a good parent or not, but you probably know before that moment, even though you're not the mother with the connection, like, like when we found out my wife was pregnant, we weren't married yet, we'd been together for a few years, and I'm sure we lived together the entire time, I'm sure we were gonna get married at some point, but we we knew we got married before he was born a few months before he was born and i think in that moment i knew come hell or high water i was going to be the greatest i my goal, i won't be like the fucking mvp like jersey and the fucking rafters dad when it's all said and done and i don't know if i'm there and i might not be but i swear on everything inside our universe i'm gonna try to be until i there's not fucking breath in my lungs anymore to do so when you um when you guys when you're first little man was born and it was you and your wife and him it just feel like it was just you guys like just the three of you like the whole world had just stopped and it was just the three of you like almost like the three of you were on like an island do you do you still feel like you're on an island maybe like you're on like a um what's it called Shutter Island? Like a Shutter Island. 